What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing, finally, the Moon Knight <laughs> finale. And I say finally because we've been on a uh, an unexpected hiatus for the last few weeks. You know, life has been busy, and then um, I decided to get COVID last week, so that kind of threw a monkey wrench into everything, but... We are back. We are talking Moon Knight, and um, we got a little bit of action along with some emotional damage, right, Mike? Emotional damage. It wasn't as bad as the last episode. Thank God, because I don't think I could have taken it if it was that it was that bad. Because that last episode was like harrowing. It was harrowing. Ripped our hearts out. But this one now, both of you really. (laughs) I'm just. Saying I wasn't even trying to be punny. It, it, I just <laughs> I, I I have nothing. That's all I'm saying. Is uh, I, I, have, awesome. I, I I have nothing. Yeah. Uh, no. um, my my concern for this episode was um length because there's a like a lot of stuff that needed to be tied up. And this was the shortest <laughs> episode the shortest of the series. Episode. Yeah, I think we were all concerned about that. Like, so wait, you're taking the finale of the series, which, you know, as as of this moment, we don't know if there is going to be a second season. So you're taking the finale of the series and you're only giving us what was it? What was this one? 42 minutes? If if that. If that, yeah. (laughs) If that. But the end credit was awesome. That's all I'm gonna say on that until we get to that. I'm mad we had to wait till the end credit of the finale to get to that, though. Yeah. But, but before, yeah. but before we get into it, though, I just wanted to say, yeah, it, it was short episode, and even though it was good, it still felt a little rushed. Like I feel like shortcuts were taken, mm-hmm. you know. And and I don't, I don't, I don't know. And it it was just it wasn't weird. It just felt like there could have been a lot more. Okay. Yeah, I agree. There could have been more, but everything that happened, like the big stuff that happened, kind of made up for it for me. I mean, it's like Layla getting her costume and a freaking a freaking Egyptian kaiju, kaiju fight. fight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then finally getting the way that they introduced introduced um the final the final um final final guy. You, you could say was, Jake. We all knew it was Jake. We've been talking Susan, about it all season. I know we were talking about the way they introduced Jake was actually really good. Was was actually pretty cool. So I'm I'm I think I think the rumors are true that they're spreading that there's going to be another season or that there's going to be some way that they're going to bring him back because they have to because you can't I, make that I, big reveal and then just leave it there. Yeah, that's 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 just that's cruel and unusual. But yeah, I think. I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, I thought that. I thought everything. I, I thought they did a pretty good job of, re, a reasonably good job of tying everything up in forty-two minutes. I mean, it's like, it's just like the like Multiverse of Madness was only a two-hour movie, but it's like they squeezed a lot into that movie. So it's the same thing with this. It's like they squeezed a lot into this movie, including like introducing a new hero. And having like epic fight scenes and like just and the, the whole like the effects and everything else is like it actually it actually kind of worked out for me. I, I really enjoyed it. 
10. This is this is definitely probably in my top two or three of Marvel um of Marvel series. So okay. Cool. All it was right. Kashu. Kashu talks a big game and gets his ass kicked. Okay, so let's fight. let's talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about this. And I think we're 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 just gonna pick some stuff and just start talking and, and see where the conversation takes us. Because yes, you're right, Kanshu BDE, but wasn't bringing it at all. Like <laughs> what I tell you. Oh, I actually agree. And Matt was whooping his ass all over the place. I'm sitting there looking like, okay, on the one hand, I'm like, girl power. And on the other hand, I'm like, yo, Kanshu. No, she's evil. Cool. Stop. I'm just, that's what I said. On the one hand, it's like, <laughs> yay, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you talk all this mess throughout the whole series. And then when you're finally there with her, now we'll say this too. She was kind of sucking up some souls to get to kind of get energized. So on that on that note, remember when I said her um her you intentions did. weren't necessarily known. You did. You did. And, and I thought about that when I saw what she was those doing. Those souls were not going to the duet. She was eating those bad boys. I was like, oh, Anthony called it. He called she, it. She's eating the souls. And they're supposed bigger. And right bigger and bigger but i found it all I... that she had to go through all of that just to get bigger and conscious all he had to do was just get bigger <laughs> it's like i saw i saw that scene where they were like like quit like quickie judging everybody and taking souls and all all i heard was Rita repulsa saying make my monster grow and then she was just getting like taller and taller and taller and i was just like Damn, this is like this is this is like Mighty Morphin Egyptian God Power Rangers. Like this is some weird shit. But it was because it, it basically had kind of when they were fighting, it kind of had a Power Rangers feel to it. Like the way they were, the way they were fighting and tumbling, and interacting, and then the bigger monsters like fighting themselves and just like it kind of it kind of had a little bit of a Power Ranger feel. And I love the way that it looked in the backdrop, like when Harrow and Moon Knight and Scarlet Scarab were all down there fighting and you see them kind of in the background. It looks kind of faded, yeah. like they're supposed to be kind of like, I guess, I, I don't know, they're, they're supposed to be like in the astral plane or something. That's what it looked like, but it looked so cool. But I'm, I'm like, can you imagine being in Cairo and this is what you're looking at? Like, do you run yeah. or do you grab a seat? Like, what do you do? Do you grab popcorn? And, and it's like those people who saw the, the night sky go backwards in time. You're sitting there like, hmm, here we go again. This is some some bullshit. I mean, just, happening. I mean, just imagine if you, if this was you took this all happened like in the span of like what, like like about three or four days. Yeah, mm-hmm. about, about three days. Imagine if you 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 decide to take a trip to visit Cairo. It's like the first first thing you get there, the skies move. And you you get sick. You you like and then this like on their last your last day you're getting ready to go toward the pyramids and there's a fucking kaiju fight. Not to no, mention the no, fact no. that there's there's some weird guy in a suit like punching another guy with a staff. But there was actually an airplane that... in the air at one point when Harold was on top of the uh, pyramid. <laughs> Mark was coming from one direction, but you could see the lights of an airplane go by. I said, can you imagine being on an airplane and you see Kanshu and Emmett fighting? You're like, what the. F- no, but before that though, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, and Kanshu makes the the sky go dark, and well, nobody bats an eye. Sky. 
Right, but nobody bats an eye. People are just going about their business. Like, I mean, this is a world that's used to superheroes and aliens coming out of the air. They're probably just like, oh, okay. People probably aren't even phased. I mean, think about it. They were all still sitting there. You know, you you had some people still in the, you know, in the square walking or doing whatever. It's just you had the family eating at the table, right? And they just just messed up their poor dinner. Like this, like whoosh, and like all the food off the table. I would have been mad. <laughs> I would have went and found them and been like, "Y'all need to go cook me some more dinner right now." Why y'all exactly. sitting here doing all this fight? <laughs> Why are you out here being ridiculous? I'm gonna put on my best <laughs> black mama voice. Get your ass in there and fix that. <laughs> like, like you see my tabbouleh. You spilled my tabbouleh. Oh, but, but oh my god, and I had. I, I had I, and I had no no pity for Osiris or any of them when when he came in there and it was like they're like this is this is a disturbance what happened what's going on it's like somebody's trying to raise him they're like is Harrow like, right because she walked over she was like <laughs> someone is trying to raise Emmett like he told y'all he told y'all yeah. that's what they were gonna do I was like yeah can we talk about how those avatars aren't worth shit. Harold they is walking in by himself, wiped them all out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well exactly. I mean, he did have, I'm looking at it in the background. He did have like armed guards, but I mean, again, these are uh, these are the avatars they, of the gods. Yeah, so. they those armed guards didn't do anything. They were still in the same spot. Yeah. And, yeah. And they so were very I, I, I it just bothered me. Yeah. I know the writers had a reason to get to that point. They're so worthless that they did their little super Ginyu Force pose when Harold had the, had the staff, mm-hmm. and Harold still wiped them out. I, yeah, maybe I, that's just to show how powerful Harold was. Now that he had, um, I mean, it's Avatar. I mean, uh, you shopped him, so yeah. I, but you know, Kanshu's Avatar kicked his ass at the end of the day by himself. Yeah. Oh, Osiris is. What's the point of having an avatar, Osiris? When you, your avatar can't do shit. But you know what? Osiris right. didn't have a super suit. Mm-mm. He didn't have a super suit. Osiris, where is my super suit? Mm-mm. The only other thing I could think of was maybe those guys didn't give their avatars as much power as Kanshu and Ahmed gave their avatar. Like or also, the, it could be that maybe those avatars weren't, um, they weren't as inclined were, to violence, maybe? Yeah, he said, y'all are judges, not warriors. Mm-hmm. So that might right. have a lot to do with it, yeah. too. You know, Osiris's avatar was like <laughs> Wall Street <laughs> stock exchange Right, guy. right. Exactly. Three-piece suit and not All very good. Up. But still, though, it, it was... It was ridiculous. He just wiped them all out. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, I tell you. I like I like how he how he was like how Harold was like you know this doesn't need to happen. Then they were they were like action pose. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> he like pointed the staff at him and like just like froze them all in place. Like going like one was going up the stairs, one was like on the ground like this. It's like you know. Like it's a, I mean, he he basically handled them like with ease. And shout outs to what's her name for not falling for the not falling for Conchu's banana in the tailpipe. Like when he suggested that that she become his avatar, she was like, 
Excuse me? Hell no. Because Mark had already warned her. She was like, Mark don't trust you. I'm not going to trust you. Especially at this point, you know, I think she was probably looking at it too. Like, Mark trusted you and look what happened. He ended up dead anyway. Because at this point, Mark was still dead. Mm -hmm. As far as she knew. So, she was probably like, yeah, no, that's not, mm -mm, that's not a deal I want to take. If I'm a, if I'm a be killed, I'm a be killed on my own accord and not, you know, yeah. mm -mm. Yeah. Now when Towerette was, was making Layla her avatar, was that the actress doing both voices or was that the voice actress? I don't know. Because if it was the voice actress, shout out to her because the sheer joy <laughs> in her voice. <laughs> that, that was Layla awesome. Said, yes. That was, was like, like my oh favorite my thing. But I think that was um actually Layla doing this. It. Like yet another actor in this series who's a great voice actor, like who can make themselves turn themselves into another person. Cause she literally was like, huh? Then she was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Like, you know, and then, <laughs> I mean, she did a real good job in this. Like, she she's actually one of the if she's the MVP in this. I I thoroughly enjoyed her part. I don't know. She's kind of like the. Gotta give that she's to like Oscar the Yelena. In this, she's episode, like the Yel- Yeah, she's a Yelena in this thing, though. I think for me, it's like she's kind of like the Yelena, where she kind of she comes through in the end, where she's like, where she she gets powers and like looks good mm-hmm. using them. And yeah. I agree with that, but I, I still think MVP for the acting with oneself, that definitely goes to Oscar Isaac. I mean, I in the beginning of the episode, you have him, uh, basically, he, he gives up his position in the Rita Fields. He gives up being at peace because he's like, no, we got to go back for Steven. And Tyrell is like, but you're here. You can be at peace. Steven is gone. He was like, nah, mm -mm, that don't sit right with me. Let me go back. And he went back for Steven. And he tells Steven, you know, his little speech that he made to him, even though we don't know. Well, I think Steven could hear him a little bit, but he was basically like, look, you saved me. When we were young, from the time that you were here, you protected me, you saved me. And I wasn't able to do that for you. And I'm so sorry, but you are the only superpower I have ever needed. And he basically is about to allow himself to be taken by the duet so that he could be with his other half, which, well, other third or other whatever. (laughs) (laughs) One of his, one of the many. (laughs) Right. But as he's being taken by the sands and he's starting to freeze up, he still has that unbalanced heart of theirs in his hand and he puts it in steven's hand and they both freeze and when he does that the gates open because that was like a selfless act for him like oh okay you know what technically speaking yeah i know steven is not a person person that's what they would say like he's a he's a part of your imagination he's a part of your mind but he's not an actual physical person and mark was like i don't care he's part of me i'm going back for him if he has to be you know, taken by the duet, then then me too. I, I like the idea of a selfless act, but I think Osiris opened the the gates. You think so? Cause, yeah, because remember Tyra was like, oh, Osiris, you softy. Yeah, I think but, he, yeah. he no, I, think, I, mean, I think Osiris saw what was reason. going on. Because huh? I think Osiris saw what was going on, and he was like, fuck, I, I, need to get, I need to get him back here because 
I just got my ass beat by a, by a fucking guy with glasses and shoes. Um, <laughs> yo, I think that's what I think that's kind of what happened too. Yeah, is that uh, the uh, penance that he claims he was? Yes, paying? that that was yes. the penance. Yeah, and it didn't work because he was still unbalanced. It's like she still told him that he was unbalanced. And he was like, I guess you need to do what you have to do. In the back of his mind, he was like. You mean my? You mean I he, fucked up my feet for nothing? He's unbalanced because he's a freaking psychopath. That's why he's true. <laughs> yes, but I also love the part where Layla, as as Tyra was like talking about her father, like I met your father when I took him to the field of reeds. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's uh, okay. For, first of all. That's not disturbing at all. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, to uh, the, the the god, and I'm probably going to butcher it, so I'm not going to say her name because I'm going to butcher it. Um, she's known for stuff like that in, in mythology, but at the same time, she's also known as being very, very by the rules, as we saw with the index cards with, you know, things. So I was surprised that she was so lighthearted and jovial because in other uh, books, Rick Redirden's uh, Red Pyramid series in particular, she's a little bit more hard-nosed, and she's a little bit more of a, of a well, you're here, this is what you have to do, and I wish I could help you, but I might help you, but at the same time, I'm not going to help you. That's sort of what she does. So, it was an interesting take on her. Well, I think in a way, if you look at it, I still feel like she was being not necessarily a hard-nosed, but I think she was still following the rules. I think what she was doing was because Harold wasn't following the rules and it was throwing mm-hmm. everything else into chaos. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if they have chaos in the afterworld, it's going to be chaos everywhere. And I think she was basically like, okay, look, we need to fix this. We need to restore this. And right now these two are the only ones who can do that because they know what's going on. They have, you know, I guess in a sense fought this enemy and they're also aware of Khonshu and what he requires and what he's capable of so they are really the best bet to restore and balance to everything Mm. you know and i think that was the one thing that we saw when when uh mark did do the thing you know puts his heart there they're balanced at that point because they both they both value each other equally at this point instead of mark just looking at steven as you know um a barrier, a protection, you know, something to protect him. He's not looking at Stephen now as just an extension of himself, but he is a part of himself. Like this is, this is somebody that is me. And I think that balance is eventually what allowed them to be able to get the gates open. Yes, Osiris opened the gates, but I think he opened the gates because he saw something there like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to need to defeat Ahmed. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't have somebody selfish, you know, because Kanshu, yeah, he has a he he has a great idea and, and he has, I think, <laughs> the right motives, but he's also selfish in it, I feel like. So I think with Mark being restored, yeah, you got a better chance because now they're, I mean, you see it throughout the episode. They are so in tune with each other now, Stephen and Mark they're going from each like from steven to mark with no hesitation 
it's flawless. Even when they're fighting, you fighting at one point, you see Moon Knight and then you see Steven. When Steven, let me tell you, there was one point where Steven did the thing where he was like, and he got ready to fight and then Harold just kind of picked him up and threw him. I was like, well, you looked good preparing for it. <laughs> but I love yeah. seeing the confidence that Steven has now, especially, you know, because last episode he was like hey mark you got this weight but if if you got this and i'm you then i got this too and it's just so different seeing steven in this episode because when they're fighting he has a lot more confidence even talking to Kanshu, he was like oh okay so yeah let's negotiate this and Kanshu said you want to talk <laughs> about this now while all of this is going on he was like this is the best time to talk about it yeah so let's talk about what we're going to do when all this is over. You're going to let us go. You're going to, you're going to set us free. And Kanshu is like, we're really discussing this now. Yes. This is what we're doing. Kanshu. Or else we're just going to sit here. Kanshu at that point, he's like, okay, you know what? Kanshu's a sneaky motherfucker too. I'm like this, this dude. I mean, the fact that he said, I, the fact that he agreed to it, I was like, yeah, there's a catch. I don't, I don't trust that yeah, shit that, at that all. That was too easy. He's shady, yeah. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You find out later he was being shady. <laughs> yeah, you, you you knew that he had a he had a card up his sleeve just in case of emergency. I think that's what that's what Jake was. Jake Jake was his break glass in case of an emergency or in case shit got too too far out of hand for the mark. Like Mark, it has like, been all season yeah. and we just didn't know it especially like exactly when he showed up in this episode you know um harold is basically draining the soul out of mark and yeah. layla is being attacked by some of harold's men and you just see mark all of a sudden the eyes go back and i was like here comes jake and we hadn't even been officially introduced to him at that point but we've been talking about it all season like okay yeah there's definitely a third person in there and that one is the deadliest of all and of course mark comes out of his blackout and everybody is on the ground and everybody is dead and layla is like what the fuck mark and mark was like i love it that mark was like steven that wasn't you was it steven's like no chance mate (laughs) no chance so at that point you know there's somebody else in there because Layla didn't even bat an eyelash when she was like, what the fuck, Mark? And he was like, I blacked out. She's just like, oh. like, who do we have now? I don't know if she See, wants that, to this, this, date, though. This is another reason why I need I need another season because I need some of these scenes played back and I want to I want to see see him like blistering and bludgeoning motherfuckers. I want to see Jake blistering and bludgeoning motherfuckers. I need to see these fight scenes. There's a scene where I believe we do see um, Jake. And at the at the end when they're they're back in talking to Harold, his yeah. accent changes. Mm. Yes, that, Boston, says, that Boston accent is definitely yeah, he says, and Riley is tempting to accept your diagnosis, Doc. That don't sound like Mark or Stephen. You know, I, I noticed that too. But I wasn't sure. I was. I, I thought maybe I was just hearing it differently because at that point they're switching from Mark to Steven so often in the conversation. Right, and I the subtitles. Just, the yeah. subtitles say Mark too. But what happened was I was doing something and it was playing in the background, so I wasn't watching it. I was listening, and it's three separate accents. Oh. 
Yeah. And I turned just- to Phil. I was like, oh my God, that's Jake. Because I played it back because I wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. I was listening only. Okay. And it's definitely... <laughs> Definitely it's just like in episode Marcus. five when it started off when he was in the office and he had like a broken nose. Like that was Jake too. Guy when he grabbed the period the glass pyramid and he was trying to put his own eye out. Like that was uh, Jake. That was Jake? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, he had I the same accent. Well, I mean, I looked for it, but I couldn't I couldn't find it. It's just like just like Ant said, you kind of have to listen more than watch it. Because right, if you right. look at it, you're just gonna see him. But if you like close your eyes and listen to the change. You'll hear the changes in accent coming. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, and yeah, ants onto it. Okay. Okay. Well, I will check it out. Yeah. Now, here's my question. We talked about the construction on the pyramids before. I need to know what they did because you got two, like, like Mike said, you got a full-on kaiju fight going on. <laughs> They're slamming each other into the pyramid and there's no It was damage. glorious. It was there's glorious. No Hey, they'll make them like they used to, you know. Well, you know, if if you Aliens. like puppeteers and props, you know, you like certain things. But, you know, I, I had some issues with, with the whole kaiju thing because to me, you know, it was like, okay, they're playing with this. They've got this oversized, you know, God, and then you've got these other gods and you got them up top fighting and then you've got everyone else at the bottom. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it felt very, and I'm going to use, do not judge me, Mike, Anthony. It was very Pacific Rim, but in a bad way. It was kind of Pacific Rim-ish. I'll give you that. Yeah, because that's what I thought, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, but... But it's like, but I mean, still, it's an Egyptian kaiju fight, Lori. Right, Egyptian Egyptian gods is kaiju. Just suspend anything else you think about. You're watching Egyptian gods fight in kaiju form against the pyramid. That's not falling down true? because it's just built by this is true. aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying it was aliens, but but aliens. It was aliens. I agree. But yeah, I, I I thought that was. I mean, yeah, and they're just like country got a couple of licks in, but but what's her name was beating his ass like that, and she she was because she's she's been waiting for this a long time. She was waiting to be broken down a long time, so she's like. I'm not going back in there for nothing. So I'm going out fighting. If you're going to try to come get me, I'm going to beat your ass. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to come come strong or not at all. Mm. Actually, I was thinking we're we're not that far off from aliens because didn't the Asgardians show us that the gods really are just beings from? That's true. And Kang is an alien, and Kang, and Kang was an Egyptian god. So see, that's this... funny. Michael went Marvel. I went Stargate. Yeah. Well, the Stargazers are actual aliens, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, but still. Stargate the Gwau. Yeah. The the gold and no, I'm saying you got Apophis and all that, but that was so much fun though. But But, you know, they had Asgardians in Stargate, and they were aliens. Yes, they were all them. That's true. With the big eyes, Thor. Yep, Thor. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, Marvel, they're not really aliens. They're just beings from a different plane i guess with a with a higher scientific knowledge it's like all their magic yeah. is science yeah but but um, you know which explains why thor speaks uh groot, groot. <laughs> exactly i took it as an elective 
I mean, I want to take I want to take Grit as an elective. Like, I want to know. We need to because uh, apparently the uh, I Am Group series is coming up soon. I yep. think August, they said. Mm. Yeah, so, it's coming up real soon. Yeah, we'll, I, I don't know how they snuck that in. Like they they snuck they stuck filming in for that like somewhere like how I, I, I saw the little promo image today and I was like, wait, what? Like it's coming out this year? like soon, like in a couple of months. Uh, okay. I was sort of stunned when I saw uh, when I logged into Disney Plus that Miss Marvel is Wednesday. I mean, yes. they're yes. they're just uh-huh. giving us all like fast and Thor's coming up in what two weeks yep pretty much Mm -hmm. I don't know how we're going to talk about all this stuff I just don't you I still have I'm still on seat the latest season of Discovery I haven't seen Picard I haven't seen Stranger Things not even Prodigy or Lower Decks I'm behind so it's not just you everybody yeah I think we need clones (laughs) we need clones like we need to have our real life clones not not us the the clones can go and deal with work and all that other stuff and then we just sit here and do this all day that would be great all i'm saying is that i currently have 11 weeks of vacation (laughs) and i can take time off i'm gonna tell you i don't even know if 11 weeks of vacation would help me at this point with everything that's in our backlog and then i think when we talked a few weeks ago we were all coming up with ideas for additional exactly podcast ideas i was like i need to hit the lottery i Mm -hmm. need to hit the lottery so i can stay at home and just do this all day i may or may not have bought 25 dollars worth of lottery tickets today i'm just saying we should do a pool we should we we should find a lottery that is both in georgia and california and we should do a pool and just try i'm sure casey and michelle will be willing to go in if we win if we win, I am building a podcasting studio in my backyard next to my pool house. How, how are we going to get anything done? <laughs> hey, I went to a convention last week where I watched panels sitting poolside with my feet in the water. It can get done. I, I'm jealous. It can get but, done. But I no, was that, that, that was dope. That was that was dope. But see, here's the bad thing. The bad thing is that they had celebration uh, almost two weeks ago, and I'm I've never seen and I love celebration. Let's talk about Star Wars. I've never seen more of a struggle con in my life. Uh, one of my friends, I think you might know him, Kenny. He stood in line to see the season premiere of Bad Batch. He was in line for three hours. Yeah, I, I've heard some. I, I've been yeah. seeing some friends on uh, Twitter because Celebration was the same weekend as the camp, mm-hmm. which is what Casey mm-hmm. and I went to for The Walking Dead. And um, yeah, I heard that there were some problems, but that's a mm-hmm. whole other, that's a whole other conversation, a whole different thing. But but uh, let me just throw my two cents in because I'm watching this thing. I'm just gonna say this now. I just, wait wait. Did you just literally throw two pennies? What's that? I'm there sorry, ma'am. Noise the, in the background, the, in your background, the, right after you said, heard, "Let me put my two two cents." You, I'm sorry. The the position the position okay, for I'm, literal literal pun producer is currently taken, ma'am. You're not going to be taking my spot. I'm okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Proceed. Sorry. No, I was just going to throw this out, and then I'll kick it back to you guys. Um, the thing that struck me most about this episode is that it the costume is amazing it may not be a hundred percent spot on all the time as far as the comic books are reference are concerned but i'm loving 
Moon Knight's costume. It was it, it grew on me because it had some problems, I think, at the beginning. But I, yeah, this last episode, what do you say, Mike? Chef's kiss. I give that to the costume. Was it the dark gray costume in this one, or was yes, that just the lighting? No, it was. It was. I remember as the moon phases, it gets darker or lighter. Okay. Yeah. So this was sort of a mid dark, mid gray thing. Yeah, okay. but it was that. Okay. And I love the way again. Every time they show him putting on the suit, I'm impressed with the way that they do it. But when he literally comes back to life, you know, when the bullet holes come out and he stands mm-hmm, up mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you see it just kind of wrapping itself around him. I'm just looking at the TV screen like this, like, how did they do that? It, it was so beautiful. Pretty. Yes, it was. It was absolutely beautiful. And, you know, one of the things that I always have a problem with is that when they do costumes and they do screen from comic book to screen, you know, like the Flash costume, how realistic, how much are you going to get that fan service, you know, from the fans? But this one, I think they hit a happy medium. It looks so good. And I mean, Mm -hmm. even just the way that they were, like I said, going back and forth between personalities in this one. So you got Mark and Moon Knight and you got you know, um, Stephen and Mr. Knight and the way they were just kind of going back and forth, it was flawless. It was flawless. Yeah. I like that that one scene when they were, he was, Harold was holding on to the cape. Yes. And then he switched and the cape disappeared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, that okay, was, look at y'all cool. working together. Yeah, that's teamwork. Right, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love the part where, where, um, where Layla flies in and and like Mark, so he's like, "Wow, look at you!" Then Stephen like instantly comes. He's like, "Wow, you're gorgeous!" Right? It's like, like okay, are y'all gonna be doing this the whole time? It's like, just like popping in and out at, at inopportune moments. But right, and also shout for self. She's trying to figure out. She's like, "Wait, how are you here?" Because she left him in the water because she thought he was dead. And Steve right. was like, "Yeah, we'd love to show you what we could do." She was like, "Oh, go for it." I was like, "Okay, I'm loving this banter. Let's go." Because they're like in the middle of fighting and they're still having the time to make this conversation and they're joking and then they're going to go kick some ass. I was like, yes, I'm all for this. I'm all for this. I'm here yeah. for it. And like Steven punching her out and going like and like going and like going forward. I was like, let's go. See, let's go. He looked good when he did that and then Harold grabbed him by the leg and threw him across the street to the, <laughs> to the store. <laughs> But that's fine because then then Mark took over and had the Batman grapple hook, had Batman grapple go past them and he came and kicked him in the face. So it's like teamwork makes the dream work, baby. Yeah, I mean, they were making Harrow fight for it. They were. Yeah. But the other I love I love Layla's wings. Like when Harrow threw the bolt of energy at her and she like blocked it and knocked him, knocked his ass back Mm -hmm. and blocked her too. That was crazy. I loved her like when when she comes out and she's in the suit. And she's yeah. looking, and then she goes, she reaches back behind her back, and she pulls out the wings, and she's like, wow. And then she looks at the camera, and she does that little smile, like, yes, oh, now. I was like. That was fire. I love Oh, my this. God. I love everything about this. So, and and she didn't have to listen to Tarouette in her mind, because she was like, oh, yeah, okay. You said you're going to be my temporary avatar? Okay, here you go. Here's a suit. Go have fun. Kick some ass. Yep. I, I like how she said, I, well, I have some ideas for a suit. I'm a suit like that. But that whole thing when she went, when Tauret was speaking through the dead guards was kind of creepy. I was that like, was. That was very creepy. <laughs> like, Layla, wait. 
and Layla, and Layla was just kind of going through it and <laughs> not even and not even just the dead guard she also spoke through Osiris's dead avatar yeah so, oh yeah she did yeah she did. but everything about that was just great the little girl saying are you an Egyptian superhero she's like I yeah, am I and kept am. on going I was like ah, I love this love, I love, love it, it. Oh yeah, because that, that was a sorry, black girl magic or whatever it's called. <laughs> it was in the um in the Osiris' avatar. Layla, I'm so happy you did. Layla. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she was a little loud because Harold heard him was like, I was like, Tyrant, you too loud. Use your indoor voice. But this episode was so good. I mean, and and like you said, yes, it was shorter, but when I was watching it. Yes, it did feel a little rushed, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was left wanting at the end of this episode, like wanting in a good way. Yes. Like, oh, okay. You guys finally show us Jeff, uh, um, Jeff at the end and you confirmed this, this person. So now I want to see more for that. But as far as like where their story ended, I was cool with it. Now I would like to see how Layla's going to um how she's gonna maneuver having mark and steven in her life because she's obviously attracted to steven as well as her husband so that's gonna be interesting but um i i enjoyed this series so much there was just so much to to like about it and you know i know we're always complaining about the fact that these shows are only six episodes i like what they did with the six episodes in this and again, the acting was fucking phenomenal. Oscar Isaac, give that man his flowers, give him all the things, all the things, because he earned it. He earned it in this show. Earned it. Absolutely. 100%. Oh. I, and I think that, I think they changed it from limited to, to like a drama series. So, I mean, that's kind of the first clue that they're going to do another season of it. Because mm. because because he's not nominated in limited run, so hopefully that means that means that they're going to run it out. They're just keeping um, their options open. Yeah, that too. But I mean, they but I, but I think they were probably waiting because they didn't know how this was going to go. Because Moon Knight is not, you know, he's not a Superman or Batman level right character. See that that so, bothers me because Kevin Feige knows good and damn well that. <laughs> Anything that they have done has if been. If you build it, they hit. will come. He knows. Yeah, but I mean, they know for every this. Moon Knight, for every Moon Knight, there's a Morbius, so you can't. No, really no, you're talking about a completely different studio and company and yes. production team. Kevin Feige has proven he. Come on now, he knows what he's doing. Because they I'm know what you, they're doing with Moonlight. If they were to make this into a movie and put Man, it in theaters sounds- right now. People will pay to go see it as a movie, even though they've already seen it on Disney Plus. They just re-released Morbius in the movie theaters and it bombed for a second time. Like, <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? Why? Like, and they're doing like, the Morbius is here. too. I said Morbius is here. Nobody cares. And and going back to what what Mike piggybacking off of what Mike said. Just the fact that they made a six episode series about Moon Knight, mm-hmm. like that's not random. That is right. a 
plan for something. And I think Midnight Suns might actually be a real thing. Oh, I hope it why, is. But see, because yeah. this this is like it. they they've introduced us to Dane. They we all know who Blade is. Okay, right. let's let's introduce the world to Moonlight. Mm-hmm. And they, so they have to. Yeah, and everybody know who Ghost Rider. They don't have to do a Ghost Rider movie because everybody and everybody who knows who Strange is too. So it's like everybody's there. Yeah. The only only piece missing was Moonlight and, and Werewolf at gets, Night, but it's like they've been hinting at Werewolf at Night through this series. Like every time you did, see a, one of those those QC codes, yep. Yep. if you scan the QC code, you get a comic of Werewolf at Night. Yep, and which is a blatant, obvious li- li- line towards Midnight Suns. That's this right. blatant. This is blatant as blatant could be. They might as well say, "Hey, we're going to do Midnight Suns later," but here, check this out. And, and mean, if they. And if they use J.J. Jameson's son as because he was werewolf by night, that would really connect it to Midnight uh, Midnight Sun too. So that'd be cool. But see, here's the thing: people forget when Morbius first came out in comic book form, Morbius actually sold for a hot minute. It sold well over two hundred fifty thousand. You know, the first like I think five or six issues, and then it cooled off because it was something new and it was something different. Now, if they would, if Marvel was smart. If they went back and say, okay, we're going to reissue this, this, and this, but we're going to announce, uh, like I was telling you guys about damage control a few weeks ago, uh, if, uh, if they would release a new limited six-issue or four-issue miniseries run with Midnight Sun to get the uh, excitement and then go over to Twitch or wherever they have you know, video games and say, hey, if you want to know about this, here's the comic book coming out. That's the connect disconnect that they have, don't have. You can get people to see Iron Man, you can get people to see Doctor Strange, you can get people to see Avengers, but it doesn't translate into comic book sales. So that's the thing they need to work on, and they've always have. If they did that with Midnight Sun, you might actually get something. Well, I don't know what they're doing about that as far as the comic books, but I have seen today, as a matter of fact, that there, um, there's probably going to be a release date for the video game, Marvel's Midnight Suns. There you go. That, that answers all your questions right there. I mean, Mor- Morbius, the living vampire, was a really good. It's a really good comic book. And then all the crap that he goes through with Blade and Spider Man, all this stuff is fantastic. But that's not owned by the company that is having all the success. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Except for Blade. And, you know, it, it's. It's tough to take. We're gonna have Blade and no Mor- Morbius. That's gonna be a little tough. But you know, it. I, 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 know. I need this. It, I really need when, it. When they announced Moon Knight, the my first thought was, "Oh wow, that's kind of cool, Moon Knight. This is gonna be interesting and different." I didn't think about it until later. Like, why Moon Knight of all the Marvel superheroes that's mm-hmm. available available to them? Why Moon Knight? And and going to the Midnight Suns makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, whatever I mean, the like, reason, I'm glad they decided on it because I absolutely loved this show. Loved Oscar yeah. Isaac in the title role. I mean, it, it was just, it was a great, great show. I mean, look look at the stuff that Marvel has brought us. Like, nobody would have even thought about doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was a cast-off comic. Like, nobody would have even thought about touching that and making that a movie, mm-hmm. but it's like now we can't we can't even imagine the Marvel universe without 
Groot, Rocket, or Star-Lord. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, there's so many things that they've brought out that is, I, w- I just want to, I would love to get into Feige's mind or to get into the, the brain trust of, of Marvel Studios just to see their idea board and to see what they have up there and the, all the strings that connect everything towards everything. Like, mm-hmm. because it's like the way they think is like, who would have thought that like Tony Stark would be Tony Stark, like Iron Man over here and Guardians of the Galaxy over here would have a common thread at the end of phase three. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Like, nobody would have thought that Tony would have spent time with Nebula on a fucking spaceship and get get rescued by Captain Marvel. Right. Nobody. <laughs> who, th- who thinks of that? <laughs> nobody, exactly. Like, what the hell? Like, those and are three characters. Works. Yes, and it worked great, like, brilliantly. Like, this shit was great. And it's like, I just want to know, like, like what they, I'll, all I want is, I want a Howard the Duck reboot. That's all I want. Give who, me a Howard the Duck reboot, and I'll be who, happy, man. Who, who in the idea room thought, let's have Groot use his arm as a handle for Stormbreaker? For Stormbreaker. <laughs> that's that's just that? brilliant. <laughs> that's just fucking brilliant, dude. Like, what the hell? Like, and then, and then to have him because, like, he was like this, the the like broody teenager to have him finally realize that I need to step up and do something and help and help out. And he's like, okay, I'll do this, and it's like, damn, like that's crash. It's crazy, but yeah, it's like I can't wait to see it. Like, and it's because it's, since he's proven that he can tie seemingly polar opposite things together i can't wait to see how he ties everything that he's that they brought out together because this is going to be it's going to be epic whatever they do they did it once they can do it again but see i'm going to just point out uh two things one i i i have never thought in my entire life that i would see a black panther movie let alone it be so well done but let's back it up i who am a lifelong comic reader since i was eight years old would never have thought that we would get an Iron Man movie. That's what set it off. When I found Blade, okay, I'll give you Blade. Wesley Snipes, he was looking for a project. Blade movies are awesome, all three of them, yada, yada, yada. TV series, not so much, but it was Blade. That's cool. That was the one set or offset or whatever they call it. But the fact that 10 years later, they said, we're going to do, or 12 or whatever years later, we're going to do an Iron Man movie. When I found that out, I literally turned to my husband and I says, really? They're going to do Demon in a Bottle because I thought that was the only story that they could do, right? Hmm. And it was awesome. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh my God, they actually did a Iron Man movie. And that just set everything up because we had seen, you know, a couple other things in between. I mean, you know, the Hulk movies, the first and the second, they weren't that good. The second was slightly better. We had seen different things, but the fact that you've got Obadiah State, you've got Iron Man, you've got uh, uh, Crimson, uh, the, uh, the one guy, you've got the fact that you actually have, uh, at best, a C-level character with Iron Man who turns out to be the cornerstone and the leader of the Avengers. And then you get the Avengers films. And then they, you know, when they introduce uh, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, like, okay, we're getting here. But, you know, it was seamless because you didn't realize the build that they were doing until it hit you with that first of the two last movies. 
Hmm. Yeah, and Black and Black Widow was like a was a lower level character too. And right, then exactly. Like she, yeah, she her, was, yeah, and now everybody loves her, and yes. everybody was, yeah. and it was proven by everybody being mad, our um, present company included, that that she didn't get a bigger part in Endgame, like that she, right. you know, that she died. She, she didn't get her, her part in the girls get it done scene where where all the all the women kind of Did busted you see everybody how up. Hard, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. would get stuck like that, but anyway. But that, but that just goes to prove that they know how to handle, like, I mean, they've taken, like, characters that don't really get as much, that aren't Superman, Batman level, and turned them into mm-hmm. characters that are, like, possibly A-level, but definitely B-level characters, like, you yeah, know, that, yeah. that, that, that get their own storylines. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. That, that's why what they've done with Moon Knight is so freaking amazing. They're yeah. taking this I'm gonna say it, this obscure superhero mm-hmm. and and turned him into like this cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And now everyone's like, we can't wait to see him in the movie with Blade and Black Knight. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Ghost Rider. It's gonna be great. Now, do you think they're gonna redo Ghost Rider to fit in? They, they don't think- need to. They don't need to. They, they can bring them. They can bring them in as a post credit scene in something, right. and right. then kind of roll it out. They, they don't need to do another. See, no. Nicholas Cage would be like, "Yes," we're like, no. No, "No, no, no." The first Ghost they need, Rider. They need to bring. They need to bring back what's his name from Agents yeah. of Shield because he was actually a good Absolutely. Ghost Rider. Rich, yeah, Colson. The first yeah. Ghost Rider. No, no, no. Robbie Reyes. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, oh, he was perfect. Yeah, the he, first was, he was. Ghost he was. He was fire was okay. The second Ghost Rider film was actually slightly better. Look, that, I forget which movie it was, but when him and Sam Elliott were doing the run down to wherever they were going to, and they had the old school Ghost Rider with the horse, they had him with the, that was like the only best scene in the entire two movies. That was good. That was actually a good scene. That, I, I that was actually like decent. That. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have a fiery train too or something? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, they, there were some aspects of the Ghost Rider movies that I was sitting there going, okay, I can see what you're doing. But again, they didn't have the technology. They didn't have the storyline. They didn't have the backing of Feige. Because honestly, if those Ghost Rider movies would have been done right, they could have been in the pantheon, seriously, because I love me some Ghost Rider. Literally, love Ghost Rider. I know that's why they brought him in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Was right, right. Yeah. Re- rehabilitate the character. And, and Anthony, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off real quick. That's the other thing that blows my mind. We got an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. I mean, come on. Who would have thought when we were 12 years old that we would get this? This is the magic of Disney. Yeah. The other reason why I brought Ghost Rider up is because, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around that there's probably going to be a Ghost Rider project. There's a lot of uh, talk, especially in the Walking Dead fandom, because Norman Reedus, his name has been attached or his name has been like heavily rumored, lots of fan casting. So I'm just kind of wondering like, okay, are they going to go that route? Like, I don't know if they would choose him, but just the fact that there may be a project. I don't know if it will be a limited series like we've seen with Moon Knight and with Hawkeye and all of those, or if they would actually try to attempt to do a movie. My feeling personally is if you're going to bring the character in the MCU, quote unquote, properly, I think at this point they would probably need to do it as a series because you've already tried it as a movie twice and and not really... Uh 
right. I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go back just a little bit on something I said um, about people not watching the series and and then making movies. Not so I'm gonna agree with you, Hanako. I think Ghost Rider has to be a series, and they can't do a standalone movie because it just it it might work, but it won't be that successful. And my only fear is that a Midnight Suns movie, because they introduced name, the Black Knight, so in such an abstract kind of way, mm-hmm. that it's going to be a movie centered around him. Because we know Kit, Herring- Kit Harrington, right? Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a pretty big actor now. Mm-hmm. So the movie is going to be centered around him. And then you'll have the established Blade, you'll have Moon Knight, and then you'll have Ghost Rider characters we're already pretty familiar with mm-hmm. and that that would be my only fear that's really going to be a movie about him becoming the black knight um so that's why i think that they would do a series for ghost rider because they're not going to waste that energy on a movie for him because then you'll need to do a movie for blade too which they are already doing right so yeah. okay so that 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 might be a little bit too much to to add another, especially when you have the Disney Plus platform where you can just do a series. It's going to be successful, mm-hmm. and people are going to watch it. It's going to be interesting, mm-hmm. and you can do everything you need to do in a six episode series instead of trying to cram it into a two hour movie. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, yeah, you're right because you put in a six episode series you pretty much are doing two movies right there time-wise yep. anyway mm-hmm. so yeah makes sense that's true either way it goes i'm gonna go see it so <laughs> but i yeah i i think at this point you've already tried ghost rider as a movie twice now granted it probably you know it, it will probably be more successful under this umbrella but yeah i think it probably would need to be smaller doses you know, but <sighs> a lot to think about. You know, but I mean, Mike has been talking about Midnight Suns since the first episode of Moon Knight. So. Hey, look, I like calling my shots. I'm just saying. I mean, and, and, and it's just like they, I mean, they've been putting stuff out that just leads towards it. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I mean, it's kind of obvious now. It's like, if they don't do it, it'll be a major letdown. So they, right. it's like some way they have to figure a way to put it in. Yeah, but, but it's kind of like know. what they're doing with the um the other group. Uh, which one is it? Is it Young Avengers that they're mm-hmm. doing? Yeah, with, uh, Isaiah Bradley and and uh, Yelena and yeah. So I mean, they're literally just putting the pieces on the board. Kevin Feige is like, okay, we're gonna put everything that they're doing is very intentional. Like I said, Moon Knight is a very obscure superhero Mm -hmm. you just dedicated millions of dollars and you had oscar isaac ethan hawk and f murray abraham you're just not doing that just as a shot in the dark (laughs) right Right. exactly you know just like with the she hulk series the miss marvel series these things are not shots in the dark Mm -hmm. these things are very intentional with a with the obvious plan in the works yeah yeah I can't. I can't wait for it to come to fruition. I mean, especially because I think that a lot, because like Eternals kind of did it, but 
the fact that it was, it was it got such mixed reviews from people that it's like people kind of forget that it, it that could be a really big jumping off point for a lot of a lot of different characters. The bad thing about it is that it had such mixed reviews that it's just you know it's kind of forgettable, except for like the last scene where we almost get the Black Knight and Blade kind of intervenes. So it's like you know, but I mean. It, I can't wait, especially to see how, as far as Moon Knight goes, to see how the three of them interact now that Khonshu basically has, basically set Mark and Stephen free and has Jake as the primary, basically. And I think Jake probably is the one that is a little bit better at hiding his tracks than the other two are, because he really... Jake really wants to stay in the background. He doesn't want anybody to know that he really exists mm-hmm. because, I mean, he, he's been a cab driver where he blends into the background. He's been homeless where he blends into the background where no one pays attention to him because that's where he thrives. He thrives in places where nobody pays attention to him. Mm-hmm. And that gives him more, not necessarily more power, but it gives him more confidence. So the fact that he can actually exist a little more freely now because, you know, Khonshu can't really can't use Mark anymore, can't use Steven. So he only has one person to use. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, well, now you can be out more, but you just kind of have to, you, I mean, you just have to be careful. So he's like, okay, fine. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, yeah. So I want. I guess my question now is, how is that going to work with Mark and Stephen both being free, but Jake still being tied to Konshu? Like we clearly saw Mark and Stephen wake up in Stephen's apartment. Now I don't know what the time frame was between then and when Konshu went to go get Harrow, but I'm just wondering, like how how is that going to work now? See, I think I think they are aware that there is a third person. I mean, they, they have, have to, to be after the carnage in Cairo. After, they have to be. Right. So that's why I think he's still chaining himself up, thinking we're gonna make sure this this other one doesn't, you know. Not knowing that Kanshu is already right. aware of it and right. Okay. But, but then the problem I have with that is that mark knows that that's what he did with steven like why wouldn't the third person just do what he did and unbuckle himself yeah anyway so i guess we'll we'll have to see in season two no one to see see how how mad steven is that country's wearing his damn suit like look man i didn't say you can wear my clothes even though country look country look good as fucking that suit i was like all right damn damn it looks so tiny though sitting in that limousine sitting in that yeah. car yeah that's tiny. true but it's like he probably he's probably tiny because he don't want to get his ass beat again you don't want to see any other any other egyptian gods coming to life and beating his ass oh and is jake going around registering cars in mark's name because he... of license tags <laughs> inspector <Right. Like, laughs> jake is shady shisty. But, the, but the other thing too is you know how you look at Steven and you look at Mark and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I can tell that they're kind of sort of the same person. Jake's look like the way Oscar Isaac controls his face is Jake. It looks so different because when I saw him, I was like, is that him? 
was like, or is that somebody else? And then when he turns around, he has such a menacing look. And then of course he's speaking in Spanish and it's just like so different from Mark and Steven. Like, I don't see any similarities there. He looks like a totally different person. So I'm like, yeah, this is, this is going to be. the whole thing. Like like how, I don't know how Oscar Isaac does it. Like he, like, this is like a master study in changing character. I like, said that from the beginning. Yes, this this I man, mean, this show was a masterclass. That's that's all it was. Just yeah, watch and learn. Just amazing. But huh, hopefully, we'll get a season two because I think I don't think Mark and Steven's story is over yet. And at this point, I can't exactly see where they would reintroduce the character in the MCU, given what we know is coming up. I'm not sure how that would work. So it's kind of like, just give us a second season. Just go ahead and tell us. But I mean, they're still playing around with whether or not we're getting Hawkeye a season two. So I don't know. I just, I, I would like to see it. When does Thor come out? Uh, next month. Like a couple weeks. Okay. Yep. We are talking about Egyptian gods, right? Yes. And glory I mean, and, and God there, there have been scenes right? where Bast Bast has been seen in in cutscenes in Thor: Love Rum, and Thunder. Rumor, rumor to be Bast. Yeah, rumor to be Bast. Rumor, yes. Yeah. But so maybe th- that would be opportunity to bring Moon Knight in. Mm. Well, country's in danger. It's true. Yeah. They're like, has anyone seen Osiris? And country walks in in the white suit, like. Osiris is indisposed. I'm here to take his place. I mean, it could be. It could happen like that. Yep. Hmm. I guess we'll have to see if any of that pans out. Ah, let's see. Anybody have any final thoughts on Moon Knight? Either the finale or the show? I'm just going to say that I thoroughly enjoyed all the episodes. Um, What I said at the beginning about not liking the episodes where they do either the fast forward or the fast back and they do the you know the whole psychological thing the asylum episode it didn't bother me as it usually does um i thought that the scarlet scarab was kind of kind of cute the way they did that mostly i appreciate the fact that a we got a moon knight series uh b it wasn't crap it was actually pretty decent and c i want them to do it do more because i feel as a lifelong moon knight fan they skipped over so much but i had a list prepared a few weeks ago and i don't know where it is but basically except for i think one particular uh run of moon knight since the inception of the character they included bits of every single person who's ever written moon knight into this series in one shape or form and i thought that was cool okay that's all yeah um i i thoroughly love this series like i said it's probably in my top at least definitely my top three maybe my top two of marvel series that we've seen um i loved layla's costume i would i would i want to i really want to see what they're going to do with her because you just don't introduce something at a costume like hers and with with the powers that it possesses for it to only be like a one-off a Mm -hmm. one-off temporary avatar situation Especially when when the little girl said, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" and she said, "I am." It's like, okay, they're definitely setting her up to be to keep the suit, continue to be a 
at least uh, bare minimum part-time avatar and to continue to do things. So I can't wait to see what they do with her. Right. Um, like I said before, like I keep saying, I can't wait to see all three, all three identities, like try to coexist with each other. Like the, the, the first one where they were there fighting and all three of them kind of pop in and out. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that to happen because it's going to happen. Um, I'm so glad that with this series and with Miss Marvel premiering Wednesday, I mean, the, the amount of, and with Echo coming up next year or whenever it's coming up, mm-hmm. the amount of representation that Marvel is putting forth is unparalleled. Like, this is literally a historic amount of representational TV shows, films, and everything, characters that have been, that are being introduced at one time. And I applaud Marvel for doing that because, I mean, it started, it really started with Black Panther and it kind of grew from there. Like just doing one, doing one movie where the central character is a person of color or a black person is BIPOC. And it is, it's really good to see. And that's something that while DC can try, I mean, DC kind of did it with Black Lightning, but not really. I don't really count that. I think that I think that DC is way behind on that. That, I, but I don't see how they're going to do it unless they just. I don't even know if DC has Muslim or Egyptian or characters that are anything other than black or white or alien. They do. One of the one of the magic users that uh, works with Zatanna. He's uh, half black, half Muslim. Uh, you've got Black Adam, and you've got you know, um, uh, 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 old lady Isis and all that. But you also do have a fairly a uh, decent group from Kandak. Uh, you've got, of course, you've got the Black Milestone characters. Uh, you've got some of the characters from 52 with the Great Ten for uh, China. So they do have a pantheon of PLC characters. They just don't use it. Ryan Choi is the new Adam, and he has been for about eight years now, maybe 10. Uh, yeah. you, you, you have the Blue Beetle, Jaime. He's Hispanic. Um, so they do uh, have them, but they use them sparingly. Okay. See, I love, I love how I love how I threw how I just threw that in the air, and and Lori just grabbed it and turned around in the air and just jammed it home. See, that's what I'm talking about. Teamwork makes the dream work. I'm glad I got you in. That's here, right. Lori. Good job. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, I, but uh, but see, then again, I don't trust I don't trust DC to do as good a job of it as Marvel did. I don't trust them to do it at all. I really don't. It's like I I, I expect them to fumble it. It's like I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping to God they don't fumble fumble Black Adam. Like, please don't mess this up. It's so it's so easy. Black Adam is so easy. Like, it's literally as easy as Shazam. It's it's that damn easy. It's like you give the rock, give the rock lightning powers and let him go around and recap. It's like it's simple. It's really fucking easy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, don't fuck this. It's almost unfuckable. But we're talking DC in a movie. If it was a TV series, I would have been like, oh, this is going to be fucking incredible. But it's a DC movie, so I know they're going to fuck it up. But yeah, I I love I love this series. I wish they would have done better with Taskmaster. That has nothing to do with this series, Mike. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, look. They do so good, I have to keep bringing up the bad so they don't do that shit again. That shit was uncalled for. And, and, and besides... I, when, I, when I first saw Taskmaster and Moon Knight, I used to get them confused. It's like I would see the cowl and the kind of and the face mask. I would get kind of I would mm. I would kind of put them together. Okay. But 
they they actually did this one right as opposed to the way they fucking murdered. I feel like I feel like Marlon Brando in Godfather. Like, look how they murdered my boy. <laughs> just terrible. But yeah, I love oh this God. show, and I can't wait to see everything else that comes out. Anthony, you got any final thoughts? Um, I just want to repeat what I said earlier. I'm just amazed that they were able to take an obscure superhero and and turn him into a cultural phenomenon. And I'm here for it. I thought the show was awesome. Yep. And I agree with everything all three of you said. So um, I guess that's it for our discussion on Moon Knight. <laughs> At least until we find out whether or not we're getting more of him somewhere in the MCU. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on YouTube and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.